in three, two, one. John, are we live? We're live, sir. Boy, was this a fun um, pre-going live uh, conversation we've already had with Frank. Honest to goodness. Keep it real, guys. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun show. It's gonna um, be a good one. It's 41, 42? What are we? 41. 41. Yeah. Um, Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, If you can do us a favor, now we have a website, aewheelhouse.com. Definitely go and check that website out. Uh, Share it. Keep loving us. Um, Keep following us. Uh, We really appreciate it. We're live on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, soon-to-be iHeartRadio, all thanks to John's hard work. John, you got any shout-outs? Because I think today is going to be a whole lot of fun with Frank, and uh, I think we're going to take up the whole episode quickly well i do but i want to hear yours first <laughs> okay well my shout out and i i am not a politics guy i do i never ever ever talk about politics on social media i never right. ever talk about politics on any platform whatsoever right. but we were supposed to have a uh, mayoral candidate on today um he couldn't make it he was too busy i just want to give a shout out to a previous guest we had gary mccarthy because For those of you that I haven't spoken to in person, John, at the start of the race for mayor in Chicago, reached out to every candidate and said, hey, we got this little podcast netcast that we do every Wednesday at three o'clock. I know we're not ABC or NBC or, you know, uh, Fox News. Just getting going. We'd love uh, to have you guys in studio just to chat with us. And uh, we reached out to everybody. And Mm -hmm. one of the candidates decided to come on. And when he came on, he said to us, even before he went on air, my goal is to be able to just chat with anybody at any time. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, my goal is, he said, you know, Chicago politicians are too far uh, removed from the average person and they Mm -hmm. are just not in tune with the average person. So my goal is to go and talk to anybody. Yep. That person is Gary McCarthy. And... Now that we've gotten to this point and the elections are coming up, again, I, I have never in the history of social media talked politics, but I do believe there's something to be said for a guy who agreed to come on the show. We were very small, even smaller back then, Correct. and gave us an hour of his time and yeah. really stuck by the fact that he wanted to talk to the average person who yeah. um, is not a big newscast. And yeah. uh, shout out to him. Because really cool. It was very yeah. cool for us to have him in studio. It was. And he, he took questions. That people have written in live, just right yeah, away, boom. That's another big piece of it. You know, these people are running for politics, and it's running live, and social media can get um, viral very quickly. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask us to ask him anything. He said, no. "Ask me whatever you want to ask me." Yep. Didn't filter anything, and said, "Just run it live. If your guests ask me questions live, happy to answer anything anybody asks at all." Right. And uh, to me, that was uh, that was really cool, and uh, that'll probably be the first and last time I ever talk about politics on air. <laughs> but I really do appreciate him giving us that time. Um, yeah, we went over, we went over, yeah, way over. And he, yeah. you know, he had he a lot cool. going on that day. He did, and he did, he did. Uh, take the time to come talk to us. So yeah. that's my shout out. It's a good shout out. I uh, you always one up my shout outs. Good luck today. <laughs> no, I no, I, I'm with you on that one. So the election is next Tuesday, as we all know. Uh, and I don't want to get deep into it, but, uh, going along the lines of what you just said, Gary did, he wanted to talk to anybody that wanted to talk to him, answer any questions. Um, and some of the people, the candidates I reached out to, uh, their point person simply said, you know, thank you. Can't do it. Da da da. And I understand. I mean, they're busy. They got a lot going on. 
Um, but there were three, and I'm talking multiple times I reached out. There were three candidates. Their campaigns didn't even bother getting back to us. Not, not, a, not a thank you. I'm not going to say their names. Please don't. Because if they win, that's right. So Wheelhouse uh, will uh, lose all of its uh, we're, airtime. We're looking for a new yeah. job. If they win. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna let next Tuesday come and go and see how it shakes out. But yeah. you know, if somebody invites you, at least have the re- respect to say no, thank you. That's yeah. all. That's how I was raised. Anyways, uh, shout outs. I have two. Nobody that I know. <laughs> I saw uh, this morning on the news. I want to reach a uh, shout out to. Two gentlemen, uh, John Brown and Colby Stevenson. Maybe you saw this. Three buddies in Utah were skiing. There was an avalanche. One of the buddies Mm. got buried under several feet of snow. Uh, Colby was already at the bottom of the hill, out-skied it. Uh, John hadn't started his run. They both got to this guy, his third buddy, and dug him out. He was under the snow, screaming. He had a GoPro camera on so the underneath the snow got recorded the whole thing him That's screaming crazy. Everything. i haven't seen it it's awesome. so yeah it's it's a crazy story uh it's all over social media so shout out to them for saving their buddy and then there was a uh an, an event uh situation at the border uh three people were trying to come into the country uh, across the rio grande and one of them started to drown and border patrol jumped in, saved the guy's life, brought him to shore. Naturally, he got arrested, but he could have been dead. And they, they didn't have to do it because he wasn't on our property, well, the country's property. But they just, they went in, they saved him. And when I started looking into this, I'm amazed at how often that happens. So shout out to Border Patrol for doing their job and going beyond. Cool. That's it, man. That's all I got. Lifesavers today from you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Usually the Utah birthdays. thing, man. The Utah, I know. <laughs> you know the what's funny? The Utah thing almost reminded me of that guy, and I don't know why I did. The guy who just killed that mountain lion with his bare hands. Did you see that, Frank? Mm-hmm. I yeah. It was all over social media. Some guy apparently uh-huh. got attacked by a mountain lion in Colorado, and uh, he killed a mountain lion with his bare hands. And how did he do it? Did ass. he just stra- strangle him? Or? Yeah, strangled him. But apparently, he has a house cat and. He knows how to restrain his house cat by, I guess, holding its back legs down and then somehow ah. like holding it in place. And he was able to do it with a house cat, with a mountain lion, which was wow. crazy. That's but, a bit uh, different. <laughs> yeah, but he said what he learned dealing with his little house cat uh, helped him be able to uh, defend himself against hey, the mountain man. lion. But Whatever you got to do. Crazy. Yeah. Anyways, I am, uh, I'm going to give this guy an introduction. Uh, and I, it's a long introduction because he's does a lot of stuff, um, and it's probably not even as long as it should be. We got Frank Montreux on today. He's the owner of uh, Frank Montreux Homes with Keller Williams Preferred. He's been a realtor for over 30 years. He's consistently been one of Chicago uh, realtors' top producers. He's a numerous time who's who. He's been in pretty much every real estate publication known to man. He also happens to be one of the most influential and motivational guys you'll ever speak with in person and on social media. So... Pretty honored to have you on, buddy. And he's boxing the Real Estate Rumble a second time this year. He's back. <laughs> um, boxing the same guy again. Yeah. We'll talk. Let's Rumble, talk about yeah. that before we get into real estate. Grudge match. Um, because we were just chatting about it. So Real Estate Rumble, and shout, that's a good shout out too. Uh, May 16th 
again at the Park West. Mm-hmm. Uh, our good buddy Ryan Cotter, who is upstairs uh, in the same building, is running it again this year. Always raises a ton of money for uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Yep. And um, it's incredible. I'll be there again, obviously. You're boxing, and I'm not this year. So I'm excited to see you uh, kick some butt. Looking forward to it. Uh, Mo, I uh, I did it last time to lose weight, and that's the primary goal is, is to get in better health. So uh, been doing been working out for about three weeks uh, uh, doing the uh, boxing and and hitting the gym and the weights melting off. Uh, I'm excited about that, and I'm excited to get back in to whoop this guy's butt. Last time I ran out of gas, this time I'll have more gas than I need. And uh, you did great last time. I mean, it's, we were talking about it off air. The tough part is these 90-second rounds, everybody yeah. explodes for 90 seconds and doesn't really pace themselves. And even me when I did it for 90 seconds, 90 seconds felt harder to do than the three minutes. Sounds crazy, but you just try to throw on too hard of a pace for 90 seconds. Yeah, I saw a couple guys that were like in amazing shape, like yourself. After the fr- I was by the ring, I heard him say, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I mean, these are guys that look like they could run a marathon. They don't, you just don't realize, like you said, you can, you can punch yourself out literally in, in 20 seconds. If you're, just go, if you're not breathing correctly, yeah. uh, so it's important not only to pace yourself, but also to breathe correctly so you can last. So I, I've learned a lot through that first experience, and I had a lot of fun, and I, I love, yeah, I just love banging heads. I've always played sports, you know, we're full contact sports, so I, I don't mind it. I actually enjoy it. And being able to, last time I raised the most money did. I was out about of any boxer, so I'm, I'm challenging myself to hit that goal again this time. So it's fun to be able to lose weight, do it for an amazing cause, and then have fun uh, mixing it up with a with another fellow competitor. I mean, it, it's a, it's a great night, bro. I uh, I was gonna mention first of all, you look like you're in great shape. You uh, look I've great. lost a ton of weight. Thanks. Um, you did raise the most money last time you boxed, and you had the most fans for sure. Because I was mm-hmm. walking people down that day, and I know John was there too. But there was nobody else who had as many fans as you did last year. I was two years ago. Two years. Uh, 16. 16. 2016. So, okay, yeah. so two, two, couple years, three years yeah. ago. Three years uh, ago. But yeah. I remember you definitely had the most fans, and you definitely had uh, the loudest fans. So I'm excited to see it again this year. Yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, it was humbling to see that, but you know, I think I think it's a it's a te- just a testimony, Mo, of who I am and what I what I do, my principles, and I I'm just a good, honest, hardworking guy. I don't I'm not a flashy guy. And people respect that. You know, your word is your bond. And you, you every time I, I'm in a deal, I, I, I want to do the best I can and, and deliver excessive value. And uh, over the years, uh, am I perfect? Of course not, but uh, I try to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, over the years, people respect that. And when you get, uh, you know, so it's kind of nice to see that because I know, I mean, it's not because I'm a, uh, you know, not because I'm a flashy guy, I party or anything like that. It's just, be, you know, it was just kind of a testament of, hey, this is my hard work paying off by people showing me respect and showing me love. That was, a, you know, that was a great feeling. And I think you hit the nail on the head. You're maybe one of the most loved guys in Chicago real estate. And, and there's a ton of really good producing realtors and mm-hmm. a ton of them that are very Absolutely. well loved. But there's also a ton that aren't. And I think you're right. It's a It's a great testament to the fact that, there's not a single person I've ever met that doesn't love you. And it's 
because you've always done great work by your clients and by the other side, I, I always find that in real estate, 90% of realtors are pretty easy to work with, but there is a handful of realtors that really make things miserable. And it just doesn't have to be that way. Somebody wants to yeah. sell, somebody wants to buy. Yeah. You got to look out for your client, but let's get them to the finish line together as amicably as we can. Right. I, you know, I agree. And, uh, it, it's mind blowing and there's some super successful people and they have a philosophy. Like they feel like they have to uh, be the, the tough guy or the tough woman, and they have to walk all over you. And it's not necessary. No. You get a lot more done. First of all, I'm not wired that way. I was brought up a certain way. I, I, my dad got off the boat from Italy, and he um, he just showed, you know, he, he was a, the biggest influence. I mean, he, I, I, what I saw was hard work, and I just saw a ton of respect uh, to people. I saw honesty, and that's what's in my blood. You don't, I don't need to read a book. I, I'm, I'm wired through my father. And so I just bring that to the table. And it's really cool. I've got two kids in high school. It's really cool when I see those same values. Uh, you know, because I, 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 I got some issues. <laughs> just like anyone else. Everybody does. So, you know, when I see that part, you know, you know, you, you know I, I work to get that, that, my part of that, them, that part out of them. But when I see the good stuff in there, you know, it puts a smile on my face. When I see my kids care care and they want to help people that's really good that's really cool because to me to me if if um if if you don't get it if you don't understand we're here to help others and that's my foundation and when i see other people you know just walk on people and bully them i'm like these, these guys just don't get it i feel bad i, I feel sorry for them. i mean so you know i mean you just gotta yeah they kind of aggravate you know they're irritating and aggravating but at the end of the day i'm like they they burn bridges and I, I, I don't want to send them referral business. You know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to hang out with them. You know, I want to hang out with cool people with great energy like you guys. And, you know, where we 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 walk away, we better ourselves. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Right. It should be givers gain. And it's a mindset. Yeah. I agree with you. I feel bad for him. It's a miserable way to go through life because you think the way that they conduct themselves in a transaction is probably the way they conduct themselves in their life. Like you mm. said, you're a respectful guy. Um, you ha you hold yourself to a very high standard, and that is something that was instilled in you by your dad, and now you're instilling it in your in your kids. I'm guessing that most of those people are just equally as miserable when they leave the transaction. It just it probably is their personality. You you would think so. I it's a, I, I hope not, but I, I've seen it happen quite a bit with those people as well. Um, yeah, it stinks. Um, what was your what did your dad do when you guys immigrated here so my dad um he got a job working in a factory for pratt and whitney airlines so he worked in the factory and they liked him so much um he he grew up in poverty he grew up in a 16 by 12 room and uh with his mom that was it that was the bedroom the living room the kitchen it was you know like the side you know you know, a little bit, probably a little smaller than this, you know, than the studio here. It was, um, it, I mean, there's wasn't a whole lot to do a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, but my, my dad, um, my dad quickly found out how important it was to work hard. And so he was, uh, he was an insanely hard worker. He was right. They picked up on it and he was treated people fairly. So they started to, uh, the send him to school. So they sent him to, uh, Worcester Polytech Institute, and which is near, I grew up in Connecticut, and uh, they started uh, uh, helping him get his, his uh, further his education. Then he got into middle management, so he graduated 
in middle management for uh, Pratt & Whitney Airlines. So that was really cool. And, you know, he, he, I used to love going to uh, his work days because I could see the respect everybody had around him. And, uh, you know, that was cool. I wanted that same thing. I wanted, you know, I just, I wanted people to like me. I mean, it, it's, it's important. I mean, I obviously you can't get everybody to like you, but it, it's important to, to make others feel good. And that's what he did. He, he, he did that by respecting other people. And so that's an important part of my life. Uh, that's amazing. And what got you into real estate? Well, that's an interesting yeah. story. So here, um, you know, I, I'm like, uh, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? My my parents wanted me to be, to be a doctor. So I took all so these, mine. right? And I didn't want to be a doctor. But I took all the advanced placement courses in high school, the sciences, maths, uh, calculus, all that. And I, I got all straight A's and I was because I worked my For butt you. off. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't the brainiac guy. I was. I, I, I outworked everybody, and so um, what happened was, um, I when I was in college, I'm trying to figure what do I want to do. What do I want to do? I say, you know, these accountants, you know, these accountants, big eight accounting firms, they're making like 200 grand a year. Okay, I, that's cool. I want to. So I got suckered in by the money, not even paying attention to who I was, what I was. So after three years working for one of the top firms in the country. I woke up one day, I'm like, I am just miserable. I'm miserable. I hate going to work. I, I'd rather be sweeping floors or something, you know. So I, I decided to, to quit. And um, before I did that, I, I, um, I, 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 took, uh, I took a personality test, and that was the game changer. Because the really? personality test told me, uh, it, it said, like, what, uh, how I was wired. And then I'm like, no wonder I don't, I don't fit. Um, and it said, it had a list at the end. It was the disc test. At the end, it had like to the top 50 jobs, business jobs. And, you know, from one to 50, 50 being the ones that I would suck at and one being, you know, the ones that I'd be really good at. Guess what? Number 48 was accounting. That's why I was miserable. I mean, I could do the numbers and stuff, but I just wasn't supposed to be there. Right. Because, so lesson learned. I needed to be in a job where I, could, I was more connected with people in a sales, type, a sales management type job. So then I, I got my, my license, my direction in life. Um, and so both of my kids take the, uh, have taken a personality test. We know, what they're, you know what they're, how they're wired. I already Are they wired like you? I don't want to interrupt. No. No. Okay. Oh, actually, my youngest one is pretty close to me. Okay. My oldest one is like a Mother Teresa. I mean, he just, you know, when he was younger, when he was like seven years, I think he was seven years old, I said, hey, Spencer, what do you want to do for a living? He goes, I don't know, Dad. I just know I want to help people. I, I, I mean, I fell to my knees crying. Man. I was so happy, you know, that he got it. But, you know, um, my other kid's more the, uh, you know, type A driven, you know. This guy is the, t the high eye. Uh, the social butterfly loves getting gathering around with people. Loves, you know. Um, he, so he's got the the help helping others gene off the charts. So that was really cool. But you know, the the so the one thing that I always recommend people is look. There's a ton of things you can do in real estate. I mean, it's it's endless. Sure. And if but if you plug in to the wrong socket, you're going to be miserable. And that that socket that you belong in could be right next door. And, and you're missing out. So I, I always tell people, take the personality test. Find out what you're really like. Because to me, God's made everyone, uh, we're all different. Sure. And um, 
I think you and I may be wired a little more like John seems more like the social butterfly type. I may maybe yeah. wrong. You know, he may be I'm more the you know he's a talker, easygoing, yeah, the talker type. Uh, you know, I, like on my uh, on my test, it said uh, the easiest way to uh, the best way to approach Frank is go in the room, present the facts, get the solution, get out of the room as fast as possible <laughs> before he can question you back. Be, right before he throws you out, basically. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I had. Uh, uh, one of my workers come in a room and say, hey, you know, you're not going to believe this. I got a story to tell. Uh, let me tell you the story. I said, no, I don't want to hear the story. So, you know, I heard the other admins laughing because they, this is a new admin. She, she was like, she was, so they, when she, when she walked out, they said, Hey, look, you know, this is how you approach Frank, especially in the middle of the day. He's not a guy that likes to sit around and hear stories, but you know, so pulling back to that, that's just the way I'm wired. doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. I always thought meant I was a bad guy until I, you know, until I um, took the personality test, I'm like, okay, this is who I am. This is who I really am. Now let's go find uh, where I fit. Where can I utilize my personality to, to make a difference in this world, to make a huge dent in this world? Rather than, oh, I got a, a job and I'm just going to be miserable. I, I, you know, after three years, I just said, I, no, nah, this ain't, no. This is, you know, I, was, I wasn't put on this earth to be this miserable. Uh, and I, I tell you what, the company that I work for treated me like gold. And they were phenomenal. Uh, and uh, I love, you know, I, I loved the job um, uh, in, in pieces. I just didn't like it uh, every day. I didn't like it. It wasn't for you. I'm not, I wasn't a bean counter. You know, I just wasn't wired to do that. I wasn't uh, wired to be in, in, a, in a, a room with no windows all day long, not talking to anybody, just working numbers. It just drove me crazy, you know. So, but I found out, you know, I found out the hard way or through a, learn, a learning process that this, you know, uh, uh, as, as good as the job was, it just wasn't meant for me. And so it's important. So, you know, when, we, when I talk to new agents, um, I always tell them, you know, have you taken a personality test? And let's talk about your personality before you come on my team or before you, you know, you embark in your career and go on some other with some other company know who you are and do what you're supposed to be doing that what you'd like the only way you'll survive i've learned in doing something else is if you absolutely have to if your why is so huge you don't care if you're miserable you know if you have for example let's say you had got uh, you have a six uh, spouse and if you don't keep the money and you can't buy the medicine for her that you you don't then that that you know that pain of, of having the a job that you don't like over is overridden by sure. that you know by that issue, but if you don't have a, 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 a an extreme why you're going to get burnt out after a while, and that's why people say I'm burnt out with my job. You just you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So right. take a personality test, go find out who you are, match it with a job that that fits who you are. I gotta take that because I've never taken one. Oh, you got. I, I would I would be curious to see if I have it spot on. Now I do a couple different things and I really enjoy the coaching and training of people. So I wonder where in that spectrum I fall because I was, my dad's a doctor and he immigrated here, had a very difficult time when he first immigrated, worked really hard. And I watched kind of the same thing, how much he respected people, how much he loved what he did, how hard he worked. We had nothing growing up to when he became successful and he always wanted me to be a doctor. And I got through three years of college pre-med and I'll mm. never forget the day I went mm. to tell my dad that I don't want to be a doctor. I was, I was literally frightened. I'm like, and my dad was a very laid back guy, but he said, I'm going to let him down. I'm going to let him down. And I'll never forget. I, I was like, dad, you know, I don't think I want to be a doctor. And just kind of looked up from the desk and he's like, then what do you want to be? 
like there was not another job in the world. And I said, oh, I think I want to go to law school. And then I got through law school and realized, you know, I didn't love the law, but I love the business side of law. I love being running the law firm and being a business person. Um, so I'd be curious to see where I fall in that spectrum because I've, I've had mm -hmm. my careers have taken a couple different lives of their own. One thing you touched on was the personality. And I guess I've never taken a personality test or suggested to my agents to take one. But somebody asked me a question recently that said, what do you think is one thing you can't teach to realtors or change in a realtor? I said, well, that's a pretty good question. And I said, I don't think I can change their personality was my actual response. And it was mm -hmm. for a magazine article. And they didn't air that as my one of my answers. But I never thought of giving them a personality test. What a brilliant thing. Yeah, because you really can't, you know, who you are is who you are. Who you are. You know, that DISC, that DIS test, also has like a job match section too. So, it, and it gives you, how, it tells you how to treat the person. So like, you would treat me different. If you knew how to treat me, you would treat me differently and you would approach differently than you approach John. So certain things, you know, you could say to me will motivate me or demotivate me. Right. And likewise, John, if we were working for you, I mean, that's the upside of, of having the personality test is you know how to approach your people and not, you know, accidentally demotivate them. Yeah, it's the love languages, they call it. There's yeah, a book, right. yeah, the different love languages. And uh, Same thing. actually, Reno and Tony, shout out to them over at Neighborhood Loans. They uh, they bought me that book and I haven't read it. I'm going out of town tomorrow. Maybe it's, uh, you just motivated me to maybe take go. that yep. book with me and read that and take a personality test. Hopefully it doesn't say something outlandish that I have to go do. No, it, it, you know what? It, there's no, the nice thing about personality tests, there's no right or wrong. Right. It's, it's who you are. You find out, you know, it's like we're, we're in this world and there's no roadmap. This, you know, hey, look, I know if I go to uh, San Francisco, I know there's going to be maybe four general routes that will get me there. And um, for my life, there is no map. There's no instructions. There's no like, hey, Frank, you're supposed to be a doctor. Mo, you're supposed to be an attorney or whatever. We have to figure it out. And so to me, the, the aha moment, one of my biggest aha moments was when I took that DISC test, it made me realize I just did my homework and found out who I was because I can guess who I am and get, but I still, you know, having that job match as well too gives me an idea of, of, of okay so this this type of job okay now I kind of understand it I need to be around people I need to get that feedback of helping people and see their joy Th those are things that 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 make me happy so I want to be around um, a job like that not in uh, not in a closet you know just cranking out numbers which I'm good at doing but it just doesn't make me happy and eventually I burn out because I'm not utilizing my the skills that I was given I'm interested in the psychology behind that and reading yeah. what types of questions they ask you and how those, the, your answers to those questions kind of direct you to that. You know what's going to drive you crazy? You're going to be ask, answering these questions. Why are they asking me this stupid question? You know, didn't they just ask me that question two minutes ago? Wait a minute. They just asked me that question. This is the third time. But each question is, is slightly it's like slightly different. And then when you read your report, you're like, every person said, how in the world? Uh, wait a minute. This is me. How did they? I, I, I asked these. I answered these stupid questions. How in the world did they figure that out from these stupid questions that that I answered? It's crazy. Every no, there, I haven't seen one person that said, "Well, this this clearly isn't me." I, I'll tell you a perfect example. So, um, 
I remember when I when I had the the test analyzed, and when I went to uh, uh, when I joined Keller, I had the test analyzed. Uh, so Colleen Wazinski was going through and saying, "This is your strengths," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's me. Yeah, Type A personality. Yeah, that's me." And so she goes, "Now here's your. Um, now we're going to cover your weaknesses." So I'm yeah, like, oh. <laughs> "Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> this okay. is going to be quick." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And she goes. Um, she, I know I can't swear on here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah you can. Okay. This is okay. nice. Let loose. So, okay. Swear away. All right. So I'll say exactly what I said. She goes, your, your biggest shortcoming is, she goes, you're oversensitive. I go, that's bullshit. She goes, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, I, then, I, then I went home, and I almost, like, I was kind of semi-depressed. I'm like, wow, man, I am really oversensitive. I started analyzing. Then I talked to my wife, and I, I said, hey, hey, Donna. I said, am I oversensitive? She goes, you're joking, right? <laughs> like, then I talked to my She goes, we just like, haven't told you that before. Right, right. And then I, I'm talking to other realtors that, that, that associate with me. They're like, of course. Yeah, right, duh. I'm like, wow. But, you know, it, it's funny how you could be blind to a lot of stuff, especially your shortcomings. And then it comes right out, and it hits you like a ton of bricks. So um, that that test is uh, is spot on, and uh, you know, yeah, be careful what you wish for, kind of thing. But it's good. It's you know, it's it's great to know who you are. Yeah. I mean, I really, you know, it was extremely helpful because it, it allowed me to 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 find my path. Now mm -hmm. I know I'm not taking Route 66 to California, I'm taking um, 94 or whatever, and, and that's gonna be my, my happy route. And that's made all the difference. And so I definitely encourage everyone and anyone, take the test, find out who you are, because you're gonna better find your way through life than taking a guess. Well, I think I am. Even when I, you know, I, I didn't realize I was oversensitive, but when I really, when I, when I let, my, let go of my pride, and I, and I thought, you know, I'm like, wow, man, I can't believe I reacted that way. <laughs> Wow, I'm still like over to this day. I, I I always ask my wife, "Hey, am I being oversensitive about this?" She goes, "Yeah." Well, you're aware <laughs> of that. You're, yeah, you're, you're totally aware you, of that. Right now, you right. become aware of it, right. and you can deal with it. And you go, okay, okay, I'll let this thought go because otherwise, I'm like that son of a, you know. Yeah. And she goes, "You're overreacting again, Frank." I'm like, oh, "Okay, all right." Because he it. probably <laughs> loves slipping it in there. Yeah. Oh when, yeah. When you, that know, is, you, you know how you know how they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know how they roll. <laughs> but it's uh, you know self awareness. I think as being a business owner and as a realtor, and you also. Mm -hmm. um, do other stuff within real estate um, as a business owner I think one of the most important things to be is self-aware because if especially as a leader when you're leading a team of people if you're not self-aware that's a that's a dangerous dangerous thing as a leader yeah because you may you may be treating somebody uh, the wrong way and not even know it or even um, yeah, being aware of uh, other people on your team too and and other you know people in your in your business if if they become self-aware, and they're, so they're, they may be like, "Wow, you know what? I really hate working with buyers, man. I just want to work with sellers." You know, so it's I, after a while, I do have some uh, some agents that have that aha moment. Uh, however, um, you know, the, the test, uh, you know, and Keller has a KPA that that kind of gets a little more deep with real estate, uh, but that 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 the 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 this test allows you to get a base of direction where you, who you really need you you know there's some people that should be in the back room they yeah. shouldn't be talking to people and once they see the disc test and if they're low eye you know they don't they may not like talking to people they might may, not be the business for them at all 
So they may, but they may be better. Plug as, in somewhere else, like you said. Yeah, tech and being your social media person, you know, maybe being a, you know, being an admin, hey, just processing files, you know, doing something that would uh, match their their personality. Right. Because, mm -hmm. like you know, like you said earlier, I agree with you. You can't change your personality. You can't mm -hmm. say, oh, you know, if you're a real quiet guy, all of a sudden I'm going to be a, a, a high energy, outgoing. You are who you are. And I am who I am. And I cannot change that. I agree. I think you can form habits. So, you know, some people yeah. can build habits yeah. for themselves to a certain extent, but yep. it's difficult to change who you truly are. And I think if you're going to do something for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, you better appreciate it being a big part of your life. And where you've been successful now in real estate, which is a rare, rare thing to find is being successful over 30 years in real estate because the market shifts and changes so much that a lot of people have momentary success and then all of a sudden market shifts and then mm -hmm. what they've done kind of falls away and then maybe they become successful again. But you've been successful for 30 years. Do you believe it's a combination of the fact that you're doing what you should be doing and then obviously you touched on the fact that hard work was a big part of what you Yeah, did. so uh, that's a great question. And so I have, I have my philosophy on longevity. And so I've seen people struggle, never get off the ground, and I've seen people go up to the top and lose everything. So uh, there's a couple things. You know, you have to be, number one, you have to be adapting at a high level. So the game, the business is ever-changing. So if you're not, I mean, every day I'm thinking about new business. And so in, in, under that umbrella, you know, thinking of new investors, uh, talking to new agents, uh, talking to new areas of develop, uh, thinking about new areas of development. Um, th that's a constant every day. Um, if you see my to-do list, I, I break it down with, with those things. I'm always looking for, we're, we're always developing, getting ready, always changing. If you don't, look, the, pro the biggest epic fails that I've seen in this business are people that build big businesses and when, and the market is always shifting. The markets the, the market never goes like this. It's always uh, doing this, and sometimes big dips, big and, and big wins. And you have to be anticipating it. You have to be shifting with the market. When it zigs, you get a zig. When it zags, you get a zag. I've seen people get too comfortable, and they're like, "Well, I'm not changing," and I'm not. I, I've been successful for five years, and I'm not changing. And, I, and I've talked to some of my clients, and I've seen them just crash and burn. And I, I remember I had one client. I, had, I was on my fifth meeting with him, my fifth luncheon with him. I'm like, please, will you please you know, make these changes? I mean, your, your business is already starting to crash. Thing, and so he lost everything, man, including his marriage. And he just refused to change. You know, he was just too. So you have to stay humble. You have to stay humble, and you have to uh, be willing to change. And it's it's you have to understand in this game, it's not a uh, a fixed you know a fixed business. It's it's a um, real estate is is a as a, a a living breathing entity that's always growing, always shifting. And if you have that mindset and you run your business, and everybody, and I teach everybody on my team too. Uh, you're a CEO of your own business. You have exactly. to run your own business. So if you see things shifting, changing too, I need to know about it. You know, as well. So I've got a lot of feelers out there. I do a lot of reading. You know, the other thing is mindset. So um, it's kind of a, a moment. It's kind of a thing where, you know, you have to be 
you have to walk around in a, in a heightened state of, of gratitude. Always be gr grateful you're alive, grateful you, you have business, grateful you have the ability to work hard and you understand that. At the same time, you can never be satisfied. If that makes any sense, you're kind Absolutely. of, you know, you're, you have to, um, you, after the, you know, the big wins, uh, you, you celebrate, then you get up and say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm better than this. Um, um, you're, you're, uh, I'm always searching for that next level. I'm always searching for today. You know, I was telling one of my agents this morning, I said, let's go out and find that next level, man. Let's go out and be our best version today, but let's get to that next step. So the problem with, with, uh, with people uh, in general is we have that gene where we naturally like to seek comfort. We don't want to seek pain. You know, so when we're pushing, the problem is this, there's life is pain. If you're not, if you're failing, you're going to, you're not going to be able to pay your bills. That's a, that's a different pain. If you're succeeding, you're grinding, you're changing, you're pushing yourself every day. That's a pain. You got, you know, I always, you know, tell my people, choose your pain. If you're not going to work and you want to come and complain to me, I'm the wrong guy to complain to. Uh, let's, let's go this way. Okay, so a, a lot of his mindset, you determine every day when you when you get out of bed and you you uh, I, I do my affirmations. I determine that I'm going to be great every day. Yeah, I determine that I'm going to be grateful every day and I determine that I will never, never, never slow down. I will never stop. I'm not the guy I want to work and then put a bunch of deals in process and take a break. I, that's not my philosophy, man. It's like, what's the next level, man? I, I want to be the best version that God uh, brought me here on this earth. And I think I'm a, a million miles away from that. I think there's, I, I'm going to be, I told my wife, bury me with my, because I, I, I'm still old school. I like those, those yellow notepads. I just, uh, that was my database. When I was, um, uh, when John's I got in, got one there too. We go, John. There we go, everybody. One. That's the real deal. He brought it to lunch today. I he brought it. another one to lunch. See, okay, yeah. see, Johnny and I, man, uh, yep. mad respect, yes, brother. That's my, you know, that has been my that, that was my database during the eighties. I used to have That's literally incredible. like stacks. Of, that was your CRM. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, which one is it? Okay, yeah, there, you know, yeah, it's crazy, man. So I had to organize them, but you know what? It works. You don't want to know why? Because the old saying, what's the best CRM? The one that that you, you work use. with, the right. one you use. So that I I got comfortable with that. I still have. If you laugh, you go to my car right now. I've got four yellow pads. They're all they're all titled something. This is my new business. This is my new agents. This is my new. My, and it's my visual. New, you constantly yeah, are looking look at, at it. Yeah, yeah, easy to look at. So look, if you're going, if you want to be successful in this business, uh, new real estate agents, um, old real estate agents, uh, some I knew, whatever category you want to put yourself in, be prepared to work hard every day. Be prepared to work smart every day. Make sure that your, uh, you, you build smart business models. Make sure that you understand this business is changing. Your successful business model will be good for a, a period of time, and then it's gonna change. It may completely change. You know? So we've gone through um, a lot of shifts over the years, uh, and um, we've been able to stay on top because of that. I, you know, I didn't have any roadmap. I just figured it out when I was out there. I saw stuff coming. So I'm like, okay, so the, you know, I saw big changes with FHA rates and the two or three K shutdown. So I, you know, we're when we're working a certain program, it's gonna it everything has a, a shelf life. You know, so if you build everything around us uh, like, hey, rehabs, now rehabs 
uh, inventory is tight, so now we got to go find, we got to go in a different area to find inventory. We got to go into a different pond. You know, before the pond, again, you know, we used to fish in the MLS and we used to get a ton. Now we're going into sheriff sales, short sales. We're doing all this stuff we, ne we never really had to do before. But that's what I'm talking about. You have to shift, constantly see the opportunities. And the biggest thing, too, the biggest takeaway, Mo, is understand this. Make no mistake, there is always business. There is always opportunity. When the market crashes, then you, you start finding people to buy well, uh, properties to invest in because they know the smart people make made the millionaires make their money in, in in the down cycle because they buy like crazy and then when it goes up that's when they sell make no mistake if you're not if you are not making money in this business if you are not uh surviving this business then you're not looking in the right direction you need to look where the opportunity look where successful people are doing business when i came in this business mo I'm start, you know. I started busting my chops. I was working nine to nine. I came to, I came to Chicago. I didn't know anybody. I was working from nine o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night, six, uh, six days a week. You know, on the rotary. I couldn't. I was trying to, you know, like man, come on, baby, run. I was trying to, you know, I was. I remember I would when I got really hyped up. I turned it down and I tried to force it back. You know, just try to go faster, and. You know what? Um, I learned after I learned a lot of things after a while. Hard work uh, helps. I can outwork everybody, but you got to work smart too. Right. So you can't. But if you work hard and smart, then you're going to beat uh, a a ton of the agents. So if you're looking for an easy easy way out, an easy job, real estate is not really. You're not going to be incredibly successful. Business in general won't be. One yeah. You know what business do you know? Does Mark Cuban? You know, coast. Yeah, any of those, you know, billionaires coast, those Mr. Wonderful coast, these guys work, they're relentless at work. So, you know, you, if, if your goal is not to work hard, then, then find a job, you know, where you, you know, you get a paycheck and it's not reliant on your hard work because this job, uh, we don't get paid unless we work. Right. And if we don't work hard, we don't work smart. We may not necessarily eat. So. Uh, yeah, those are the things that, that, that make a difference in this business. I'm going to have John clip that out, and yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that with every single realtor in my office because that may have been the greatest breakdown of all the different things a realtor has to do to have longevity. That's foundation, success. dude. And yeah. it's, it's foundation, man. You I see so many realtors get really motivated, work really hard for, and business yeah. owners in general, for two, three months. And I, I, I yeah. think that in the winter, it's the same thing as a down market. There's business out there, but you see these realtors and you know, you guys have read the 80-20 rule because Keller Williams, Gary's a millionaire real estate mm -hmm. agent, really kind of pushes the 80-20 rule. I feel like realtors get very comfortable working in their business, not on their business. And they just become comfortable. So, you know, we've done some work. And real estate lags. Your, your, your business efforts lag. So people work really hard in the summer and they're closing deals and they're comfortable. They're not out seeking to be better better themselves and the winter comes and it's dead and then they're like oh shit and then they're back to working really hard mm -hmm. and then it comes back in spring but there's a funny statistic in 2010 and 11 which is recently the worst real estate market in history lincoln park alone 40 million dollars of commissions were given out west loop at that point wasn't as hot as it is now it was 25 million lakeview mm -hmm. was 30 million and you look at three little neighborhoods in all of chicago all the chicagoland area and you have 
almost 100 million, not in sales, in commissions given out. So there is money in the down market. It's just the people who are able to consistently adapt, like you said, shift, like you said, mm -hmm. and um, continue to work hard day in and day out, they're making money. They're still making money. And you know, you've seen tons of market shifts. And I think right now, the evolution of not just the real estate business, of all business with the way social media is working out and the way it's more difficult for you and I to give our value to our clients when they can just go online and find all the information. We have to adapt even quicker now. Do you find that, you know, the technology, like you said, you were writing your Met database and your, your CRM on your, um, your yellow pad. Do you find that even in the last couple of years, it's the, the shifting and the evolution has had to be more dynamic and faster? Uh, yeah, but you, it's, you know, so there's all these philosophies out there. Like one of the, you know, the philosophy was, Technology is going to take over, uh, you know, the real estate agent. They're going to be out. So. It, it, it's in, it's a, well, so check. So this started back when the internet came. Oh my God, the internet's here. Realtors are done. Uh, we're still working. MLS came online. Up. Oh, we don't need realtors anymore. Yeah, you do, because you need someone to give an opinion of the area. You know, technology can do only do so much. You know, you've got all these. Um, uh, like the, these these groups that buy nationwide and they're they're all tech driven. Now the the, the problem is, you look at a property, you you look at um, um, and you do the numbers and yeah, a lot of times they're right, but a lot of times they're wrong because guess what? The ceiling heights on the basement are low, so you need to spend another twenty grand to dig down. They don't catch all that, right. you know. The, so technology um, is to me is a resource. It's a help. But it's not an end all. Realtors will never ever be eliminated, you know. And there's all Great. this all this money from Wall Street, um, with all these different organizations, and they're all, you know, they're all banking on uh, on technology to take over. You know, the Redfins, the Zillows, and all that stuff. And some of those companies aren't uh, aren't doing very well. And so they're 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 banking on. Uh, starting up mortgage companies, all these ancillary services. Right. But this one percent brokerage thing uh, is is a it doesn't attract the, you know, the top agents, so they're not getting the top agents. They're not going to get the you know the top agents brand branding, the top agents uh, services. But yeah, I mean, I think um, I, I here's what I think. I think technology is is great because it is a wake-up call to realtors. So what's going to happen is you either step your MF game up or you can go take a seat on the bench, bitch, because I'm telling you right now, um, what I love is I, I, I love competition. I love somebody comes to beast me because it just brings my, my juice. I, I, I go back to the drawing board. Okay, how can I add more value? What can I do? How can I go faster? You know, where you know what 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 do I what services do I offer a seller? What services do I have for a buyer? What, is anybody else there doing anything different? What can I add in? I want to be the best of the best. Now you're either gonna think that way or you're gonna think, oh man, you know, there yeah, 70 80 percent of people look online. Uh, yeah, I'll give you an example, which drives me crazy. This is nuts. So I. I'll have an agent, you know, call you know, call me up and say, "Hey, uh, yeah, I just want to know if you got any, any contracts on it. I want to show it tonight." I'm like, "Yeah, of course I. I got three contracts on it." Or they're like, "Forget it," because I'm not getting in a multiple offer situation. I mean, I that hasn't happened to me once or twice. It happens to me a lot. Those kind of agents, it can be around, you know, much longer, <laughs> because the market's getting, you know, more difficult. 
the the inventory is tired. You have to figure out ways, creative ways. So you either you 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 get demoted, uh, demotivated, or you say, okay, now I'm going to put my, I'm going to find out how good I am. I'm going to test myself. I'm going to figure out ways to find inventory, ways to do deals. I'll give you an example. So okay, let's say you got a dilapidated property, and you're like, uh, uh, man, I I can't sell this. Yeah, here's a new way to sell it. Um, get it, get hook up, hook yourself up with a 203k lender. Okay, and then sell it. Look, we can, we'll sell you this house, and we got a contractor in place for you. And here's some pictures of some of the work that we do. And we're gonna build, we're gonna build you your dream home. This house is what you need. This is, how, and so when you're out showing homes and you can't find anything, say, hey, how about if we look at this dilapidated house here because it's got all the right room dimensions, and and I bring in a um, a. Uh, uh, contractor and we rehab this to the nine with all your color choices and everything how's that sound i mean you got to think outside of the box baby but see if everything is easy uh you know like it, it was in, in the uh in the 80s or it's actually the early 2000s the 80s was rates were crazy uh we never talked about rates when they were like 18 yeah. percent. your monthly payment what's the interest rate your monthly payment is you know 760 dollars. yeah but what's my interest rate your monthly payment is 756 <laughs> yeah but what's the interest rate your monthly payment is 56 dollars okay so i mean you know back then you didn't you never you kind of shied away from the interest rate because otherwise people would have a cardiac when they heard they're paying 80 percent interest rate credit card interest rate but you know you know now i mean with the market the way it is you have to to step up your game. I, I agree completely. I tell everybody, bring on technology. All it's yeah. going to do is force the realtors to elevate themselves to a higher level. <laughs> and I agree. I, realtors are not going anywhere. Setting aside, I agree. A Zestimate can't tell you that the ceiling's six feet instead of seven feet or yeah. if the updates have been done. But I also think it's such a big life decision that the general consumer, it's not buying a pair of shoes or even going on true car and buying a car. It's such a large life decision. They still value the input of somebody who's a professional. And I think if you can't acknowledge that now they have access to some of the information you have and provide a service and a knowledge that's higher than they're able to find online, then yeah, you're screwed. You're mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna be getting the F out of the business. But I agree. I think realtors are going to be around, but I think Forever. realtors like you um, are going to become even more successful because you're going to constantly search to better your game. And I think setting aside real estate, I think a lot of businesses are going to go that way. You better be very good right. at showing your value. A lot, And to your point, Mo, a lot of uh, people are, are, have that little bit of entitlement running through them. You know, so they, when business is good, they're just, all they are is order takers. Yep. You know, so I, you know, I, I, I tell them now the, the, the days of the order takers are over with. So you want to be an order taker, man, go f find a job, you know, where, where you're just taking orders. Cause this is not it. You have to be creative. You have to step up every day. You have to work smart every day. You have to be creating future business every day. You have to be planning on, on, uh, expanding your business. This isn't, you know, like, hey, the phone's going to ring and people are going to walk in. I'm just going to take orders. Uh, I'm just going to wait and get a, uh, my, my paycheck. This is something that is extraordinary. And so it requires extraordinary effort every day. It requires all-in, relentless effort every day. Those are the people that are going to stay on top. Now, if, and so I, I do, uh, the other thing I do too is affirmations. So I wire my, I, I remind myself every morning, hey, this is who you are. Don't worry about the what's flying through you. You know some you know some days, 
I my you know it's like a chore to get through the day. Your mind is I, I'm like I don't know what's going on with me. I just get these crazy thoughts all day long, and I just you know I just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. But there's days you know when these affirmations just dial in, man, and it's just like all these crazy great ideas come and, and things roll. So you know a lot of times what comes at you uh, doesn't you know really doesn't define who I am. What's your morning routine like? Do you have a routine that you yeah. stick to? Yeah. So I get up. Um, I, I, I say some quick prayers and then I go straight into gratitude and I name five things that comes to me and that nothing puts a smile on my face fast. And I, you know, I smile and I first thing is I get up, I say, thank you for allowing me to live this day. So I got to enjoy my family. Then I, I then I instantly uh, bend over and pray and say, thank you know, and go straight into gratitude. Then I open up. Uh, my uh, on my phone, my uh, affirmations, and I go through everyone, everything. I am responsible for my success. What does that mean? That means that I take this day by the balls and I attack it. I go right, you know, right through everything. You know, um, I, I remind myself uh, that I have to create a, a heightened sense of urgency in my mind. When it, when do we most act act? When do we act with with high efficiency? When you're, for example, when you cross the street and you're not paying attention, you see an oncoming car. You everybody, everybody will have an outer body, body speed experience. You'll get out faster than you can imagine. So, what if you know? What if you can create that in your mind every day? You know, what if you say to yourself, you know, if I don't eat, you know, I, I have certain buzz phrases uh, when I hit that that line or heightened sense of urgency, and then I go through and I remind myself. Uh, of that of the movie that Will Smith played in when he was in the uh, in, in the uh, train uh, train station holding his foot up against the door yep. crying and I so I get into that state and I start crying I, I start saying I'm not gonna let my family get there and I so I start wiring myself for success I start building I, I hit my emotions I hit everything and it's like uh, every day I do this. This is my routine. Every day I, 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 I tell myself, today this is the way you think. And, um, you know, one of the most important things is I guard my mind. I mean, you have to, your mind, your mind is, can get wild sometimes. And, and you know, I, 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 I remind myself I cannot control the first thought coming in, but I can control the next thought and I can control my actions. So I, I focus on that. I do not focus on... Oh why? I don't say. Oh my God! Why did I? Why did this thought come? It comes in. You can't. I can't control what walks through this, the door of life, and I can't control my first thought. Sometimes it just comes in, and it's 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 goofy. You know, it's at, you know. I but I just kick it out. I'm like that goalie. So I'm way. You know, the second it comes in, I I dismiss it, and I I I I, I go with a positive thought, and I keep moving forward. What I think is incredible about you, and I just listening to you, I, I know John probably is just as motivated as I am right now. You're you're not just one of the most motivational people I've ever listened to. You're also maybe the most self-aware person I've ever spoken to because I can just tell by talking to you, your ability to know what's important to you on a day-to-day -day basis and react to it. I mean, you can see it come out when you're talking about it. I don't think we've had... 42 shows now or 41, yeah, 41 shows yeah. and I've had sometimes two guests on. So we're nearing a hundred people spoken to that are very successful and influential, but I don't think I've ever met somebody who can just zero in on what's important and then just run with that in a day. I love that about you. And I think it's probably a lot of hard such work. A, such, have you worked on just, obviously you've taken the personality test and I think a lot of people do, but you take it one step 
or 10 steps further in your ability to just hone in on that. Yeah. Is that just the every day you yeah. kind of yeah, work it, on it? It's a routine, you know, it's a way of life. So those affirmations, you know, I remember, you know, I remember when I started taking affirmations uh, and start doing them. And I remember like after about a year, my wife looked at me one day, she goes, what the hell happened to you? And so we start talking. I'm like, it's affirmations. I didn't, even I didn't even realize that she was noticing a huge change in me. And it was because of the affirmations. But I'll tell you this much. Here's what I believe. I believe every agent in your office, in my office, and everybody, uh, everybody in this world is here to make a difference, is here to be great. There's, I don't believe anybody was a mistake an explosion of atoms, whatever you want to call it, a uh, um, uh, uh, reject. I believe everybody is great. And, the, and, and what we have to do is find out what that greatness is inside of us and then wake that up every day and then go be relentless and go out and change the world, help others get what they want. And that puts a smile on my face and then I get what I want. So, you know, it's, it, it, Mo, it's like um, this world's got it ass backwards you know let's get all the toys and get all the fast cars and all the stuff and that's the cool thing that no no it's not you know money and that doesn't bring happiness what brings happiness is is creating a, a, a mission and, and to help others and to go out and help others get them you know put them in a great place and then um you you will get rewarded and i get so much referral business right now because of the years and years and years of serving others and there's nothing uh, bad or, or about that. It, it's the right way to live. And when people catch on to that spirit, uh, they, they make a difference in a lot. You know, you want referral business? Too? You get referral business when you help other people. I mean, you got to ask for it as well, too. you got to constantly ask for it at the, right, at the appropriate times. But you can, I, mean, I get referral business. People just call, hey, I heard you this. Hey, you know, and and I, I don't do that by accident. That isn't, there, I, I've got a purpose to plan every day, and I, I execute it. But the you know the 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 a uh, every agent out there especially um, I want to send a message directly to you. You are perfect in God's eyes. You are perfect in God's eyes. It's time for you to wake up and realize who you are and become great because that is why you are here on this earth. You're here to be great and you're here to help others and you're here to put a big dent in this world just like you guys do with that chicago rumble that's a big dent and that's you're helping other people and it's not about getting mine and what can i get and what look at all i got it's about it's about elevating other people into better places i gotta tell you your agents have just got to be so lucky to on a day-to-day -day basis be able to be around your level of teaching motivation and, and i think birds of a feather flock together and i, I cannot imagine uh, how much you've elevated not just their business life but their their lives their their uh emotional lives and their ability to know one another because it's uh shoot i mean i'm gonna get out of this thing and i felt like i was pretty motivational <laughs> to my agents but i am i'm incredibly motivated you have some Good. shout outs Good. uh tom tarkowski said you go frank I got a couple text messages that keep popping up from people watching saying they're blown away by this. And then Susan Lally, which I believe is sister-in-law. 
yeah. your family member, sister-in-law yep. says, do you recommend any specific personality test? And I think you said it was a DISC test. Yeah, D-I-S-C. D-I-S-C test. The DISC test. I'm going to have to look that up and definitely take that. I'm, I'm very interested in that. So, Frank. Find is, yourself, man. I mean, that's a gold. Is it is it online? or is, Yeah, you, is can, you can Google it. Google you it. You Google it. And then yeah. uh, I think it's like, I don't know what it, what it is these days. Probably 300 bucks to take okay. it. Best investment you can ever make in your life is to find out who you really are. Because you're not given a book that no. tells you who you are. You know, you right. got to kind of figure it out as you're going through. But this accelerates your understanding of who you are. Yeah, I, I read it's a crazy, lot. Crazy, dude. And, you're, you're right. You know, I read a lot of different stuff and I listen to Audible a lot because as realtors, we're in the car a ton. But yes, a lot of even the motivational books and things you read are, are written from a very different mindset, perspective, uh, life experience. And I think if you can start with knowing who you are, I think that's probably you're so far ahead of the game to begin with that it's got to well, be important. Well, well put. I mean, imagine it's just kind of like. You know, like my family said, oh, you wasted your education. Yeah, you know, in 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 theory, maybe I did, but it was it's where I had to go to find out that I, you know, that this doesn't work for me, because I nobody gave me the uh, the uh, the opportunity or or the thought to to do the personality test. So now, like, I want to make sure my kids do that. I want to make sure they're heading in the right direction, so they they don't take a, a wrong turn. And come and then have to U-turn it, you know, three, five, ten years from now, or else live their life, you know, in in um, uh, a fraction of what they should be. Because you cannot, you know, if you find a job that you are, are designed to do, you're going to excel, and you're going to be making more money, and you're going to be helping people, and you're going to make a big difference in this world. And you can't do that when you when you're doing something that you don't enjoy. You know, you're not going to go the extra mile. You're not going to take that extra step because you you, you, tw- you want to get nine to five. I want to get out of here, man. I can't. You know, I I can't stand my job. You know, you you want to go home and, and 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 get you know get in a happy place. So, what's cool is imagine. And if you're out there, imagine if you're not happy with what you're doing, then you need to reassess wh- who you are. Maybe you're just not in the right spot. And if you're in real estate. Maybe you're, uh, after you take your personality test, you can assess and say, well, I really shouldn't be working in this area of real estate, but real estate has so many different options. I'm going to switch to this area because it better fits my personality. And that could be the greatest thing that you can do for your life is, to, you know, wouldn't it be a heck of a lot more fun being happy all day instead of being miserable for eight hours and then, you know, being, you know, okay beforehand and then, you know, okay afterwards. But I, 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 I I enjoy what I do. I, I have a, bla- a blast of what I'm doing. You know, at the core of it, I say this all the time, and I, I, this is something that I, it's probably not an affirmation that I have every day, but I, I live my life based on this, and I should probably think about it every day, is that I truly, we all have one life to live, and it is a very miserable thing to waste the time that you have because A, you're never going to get it back mm. and you truly have one of these lives, you know? A, make it great for yourself and B, like you said, get to a position in your life where life is great enough that you can impact someone else's life and make that great for them. Elevate people. Elevate man. people. It's, bring them it's up. Nothing's cooler than that, man. When you can see somebody, even if somebody's gone on my team and they've left, and I, I see that they're doing well, put a smile on my of face. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I wish, you know, if somebody says, hey, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to leave your team. I want to go do my own. I want to do this. I want to do, you know, I, I, 
you know, I, I'm like, you know, hey, you should be doing what you think is best for you. That's not what's best for me. Now, if it's if if you being here is not being here is best for me, then you know, by all means, you know, I I, I want to have people that are all in. You know, so it's when you're on a team, if you're not all in, you shouldn't be there. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's uh, that's important. What do you do in your free time? Because you are a busy guy between doing the real estate brokerage thing, leading a ton of people. So, I know you do the renovations and I flips. Enjoy, what, what do you do? Enjoy the heck of well, hanging out with my kids. And uh, I play I, I play golf. So that's my uh, OK. That's that's my stick coming into golf season now. Yeah, we're getting we're starting to polish the uh, the clubs. And uh, getting ready to, I live on a golf course, so. Oh, I, well, that so makes that easy. What, what's cool is on my way home, uh, when I'm out in the field, on my way home, I'll stop and just, I like practicing. I just, you know, grab a small cigar or, um, and just go to the range, hit some balls, practice, you know, chip and putt. I love that. So, uh, you know, just kind of de, uh, whatever, you know, kind of gets all the, the toxins out of my system or whatever you want to call it. And I just feel, you know, I just feel a little more relaxed physically. I go home, see the family, we hang out, um, watch the news or some crazy video or something, and uh, uh, have a good time. That's so, great. Yeah. Uh, good buddy of mine, Matt Rosen, who's in the industry as a lender, keeps trying to get me to golf. And uh, I golfed once last year, and he he keeps he's challenged me to a golfing match because I beat him hungover last year. So Matt, if you're watching, he watches every week. Maybe I'll go get some lessons from this guy, and we'll <laughs> we have this little we'll rematch. Yeah, we can we'll, have a little rematch. We'll again. get you. We'll, we'll, we'll get you right. We'll you take know, you to I, the next level. I enjoy golf from a being around people, and uh, every time I've golfed, enjoying the company of the people I'm around. I don't know if the sport itself was was something I love, but I think if I as soon as I become competitive with it, I'm a competitive guy, so it's, I'm going to want to keep getting better. It's a dangerous sport because it's really, really easy to get addicted to. Yeah. So be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I mean, I ha and I have an addictive personality. So, I know. You know you, I, I figured so much. <laughs> so, so you much. get me liking something, I'm going to go crazy with it. I started Rup scuba row. diving. I went scuba diving one time last year, and now I'm hooked, and I'm looking up all these different places to try to go uh, scuba diving, and uh, I'm just I'm hooked on it now. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to Mexico tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., although this trip we probably won't do much scuba diving. I'm going again in a month, and then I'm going to go scuba diving with a friend. Nice. Have you ever done it? Um, so the, just the surface. Not the, the snorkeling? Real, not snorkeling. the snorkeling. Yeah, okay, that's what yeah. it's called. I don't even know what it's called. No, I haven't done the real deal. It's like, a – John, have you done it? I have. You have? It's a uh, – a friend of mine who did it, who kind of put me into it, said, uh, you know, it's the thought of if you go in outer space and you're floating and it's a very um, it's a very crazy feeling and it's a totally different world. When I first got down there and I did it in Tahiti, I get all the way down there and I had no idea on my first dive there was going to be about eight sharks around us. And, and when we finally got up, Whoa. the guy's like, well, we typically don't have this many. And I got down and I'm like, wow, this is a totally different world. And <laughs> I'm an adrenaline junkie, but... These things are gnarly. They're all scratched up, and one was about 15 feet yeah. long, and it's, they're pretty thick, and it was coming up next to me, and uh, I, just, I was instantly hooked. Uh, once I calmed myself and realized they don't want to eat me, I became instantly hooked on it. But That's the first awesome, couple yeah. seconds I was down there, I'm like, 
you know, we live on this planet and this is a totally different world that we just, we never see unless we go all the way down there. All right. You just, I got a new item on the bucket list. Now. Yeah. You, you'll, yeah. <laughs> you go to Tahiti and do it or someplace that you get some really good diving. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, you get down, you see sea turtles, you see eels, you oh, see cool. oh, the sharks are kind of swimming around you and uh, it's a totally different world. There's so much of the world to see and I, I feel like I haven't traveled enough. So that's, that's on my bucket list. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to have you at the Rumble. I am. Uh, we. I could probably. We got to have Frank back on again because I know him and I could probably talk forever and ever and ever. Probably. And I got to go get dinner with you um, with some Definitely. of our mutual buddies because. Uh, or a cigar. Or cigar. Cigar and dinner. Yeah, or both. Yeah. Or both. Uh, this is maybe the most motivated and influenced I've been from a conversation with an entrepreneur. Oh, awesome. Um, and I know that a lot of realtors, I'm watching the realtors watch. I know a lot of them are going to watch this. And I highly suggest you guys watch this back and listen to this guy's advice because for 30 years, he's created himself an incredible business in real estate. And it's been, like he said, built on hard work, honesty, doing the right thing, but also being adaptable in a very quickly changing environment. And uh, I'm, I'm motivated. I mean, you motivated me and I'm awesome. I, I read so much motivational stuff. It's sometimes difficult to get me there when I read stuff. And I'm, I'm as motivated as it gets. So yeah, I really I appreciate you coming That's on. That's cool, dude. Um, very cool. Thanks blew for through that. Yeah. Um, John, what do we got for next week? Well, I tell you what, before we do that, I have one quick question. Oh, good. Because sure. you, you, you went past something. Is it about your to, yellow pad? It is not. <laughs> it is not. Uh, but hey, they work, man. You know, yes, I like do. having stuff written down. Uh, a 203K lender. Yeah. Real quick, what is that? So, uh, so let's say you have a dilapidated house, mm -hmm. and um, it's not going to sell to anybody except a. It's not going to pass FHA, VA, or conventional. So you get uh, you've the what the lender does is they will lend on the acquisition and the rehab for a home buyer. Okay, and you know they can put the low minimum, the low down payment. They don't have to you know they don't have to get like a hard money loan mm -hmm. where you got to put 10, 15, 20, 25 percent down. You know they can still get in with the you know, with the minimum uh, down down payment, three five. Yeah. yeah, so they can do that, and they can then they can also um, rehab the house, get a con they you know get hooked up with a contractor, rehab a house, mm -hmm. and have it done to their their likings. So now, if somebody can't find a house, and then there's scarce inventory, mm -hmm. and there's that one house in that area, and that's perfect for them. It's got the right size rooms, everything that they can dream. Uh, right. But the house is, or even if it's dated, yeah, you know, you can do it if if the house is, if you're getting it under under uh, enough under value where you can bump up. Say you say you need to spend twenty grand to fix a kitchen and a bathroom or something. You know, you can. There's people that that they, they've got a thing called a streamline of uh, thirty five thousand or less. You uh, rehab. It's a much easier loan to get. And let's say, hey, the house is really not uh, uh, not that bad. But I really don't like the. Uh, uh, the, the old fashioned cabinets or the need an update. You, yeah. You just need a quick update or, yeah. uh, any kind of work you want to do in a house, you can get that also. So that's the cool thing is you can, uh, if you're worried about, um, inventory, you can now look at it through another pair of glasses and say, Oh, you know what? These houses I wouldn't have taken you to before because you couldn't, even though you proved with an FHA loan, let's go get, get you approved with two or three K loan FHA and let's get you into this home. Now you have more options. Very good. That's okay. troubleshooting 
for you from a realtor who at a very high level. And I, I love that he mentioned that because so many mm -hmm. realtors don't even consider it because they're afraid of learning about a 203k and they're like, oh, I heard that it's really difficult to get approved for. Right. And then, you know, he's touching on the streamlined versions of it. And you get mm -hmm. that situation a lot where somebody finds a home, like you said, that might even be a perfect home for them. And they're like, after I put this money down, I don't have the money to do the kitchen and bath. And my wife just doesn't right. want this house. Yeah. But mm. a lot, 90% of realtors will not think outside the box and do what this gentleman well, does. I, I, and I these you. kind of times uh, force you to level up. And so the ones that level up, and I, I just, and if you don't know what you're doing, find a lender that's closing a lot of deals, a two or three can lender, or ask, you know, ask, ask uh, agents in the industry that are doing it and ask, ask them who they're, go to success, follow the success trail, go, go find out people that are doing it that have had success with it. Who would you recommend? Then go, you know, go peer up with, if you have a listing that is, um, and you can't sell it because it's dilapidated. Find a 203K lender. Advertise that on your listings. Hmm. You can buy this 203K. Call my lender. Hmm. You know, think outside the box, guys. Step up. Level yeah. up, baby. Very good. The reason I, I wrote it down as you were talking and I was listening to what you were saying, and we've had a lot of realtors and people in the industry on the show, and I never heard the term. And so hmm. I just I jotted it down because I wanted to ask at the end of the at the end of the episode, because that was great. That's great advice. You're chatting to one of the best of the best yeah. of the best. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. You know, I figure while I have him here, might as well ask. And soon to be knockout king on May 16th at the Ooh. Chicago Real Estate Rumble. Get yeah. your license so it's not an exhibition. Dang on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, so if you take that belt home. Oh, well, you're going to get a belt, and I think yeah. if you KO him, it doesn't really matter. You're going to have to stop him. Very yeah. good. Uh, next week. Yes, we do. We've got a great show. It's going to have to go a long way to live up to this. But next week, we have Christy Ross, who is the co-CEO of TastyTrade.com. Wow. It is online in investing, multiple platforms. They do all kinds of shows with tips and tricks and insights on uh, stocks, but also options, futures. It's, it's astounding. She's brilliant, brilliant. Um, also, super cool guy named Eric Bayless. Uh, he is the owner and CEO of the Big Onion Tavern Group. Uh, they have multiple locations in Chicago. And I reached out to him. Uh, Big Onion gave a lot of money towards uh, gaming for green last year. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so I went week. to... I went to uh, several of their locations, and they were all very generous. So you're going to enjoy them. Both, it's going to be a great show. Yeah, very excited yeah. to chat yeah. with them both. Absolutely, and uh, that'll be next Wednesday at three o'clock. I'll three hopefully be a little bit more tan than I am today. Hopefully, because I will be flying back on Tuesday from Mexico. Ah, I'll bring you back jealous. something. I'll bring you back something next week. All right, everybody, you heard that. So mm -hmm. I'm going to hold. Present, I'm I'll present hold it, it on the show <laughs> to you uh, next I, week. I I love presents. I'll take it. Absolutely. You have no idea what I'm bringing back from Cancun, that's, but it'll be something true. interesting. <laughs> Very good. See what uh, I can get past customs. So I think that's it for us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We went well over. And, yeah, uh, we did. Thank and you I again know. for coming on. My I'm, pleasure. I'm motivated. I will be watching this back again tonight as I work out because absolutely. I am motivated. Thanks right, a lot, guys. Frank. Thank you. Thank you. In three, two, one. Thank you so much for that yeah. one.